0: Welcome to the Irish Pagan School podcast. Your hosts are authors and co-founders of the Irish Pagan School here in County Waterford, Ireland. Laura O'Brien and John O'Sullivan. Fáilte.
1: Hi, the e Hi, hello and welcome. It's John O'Sullivan from the Irish Pagan School. And today I'm here to talk about a... Uh, yeah, it was an interesting kind of thing that came up in our social media community, and I've been tuning it over for a while, and I thought it'd be worth kind of popping in and having a bit of a video chat about it. Um, And it was kind of a query from someone who is coming to Irish paganism, coming in like truly Irish pagan school. They're taking teaching and learning with us, um, and they're trying to explore that. Let, yeah, they're trying to explore Irish Paganism for their own spiritual growth and religious practice. And the, quen, the quandary really came up with they were looking for some tenets or guidance or like points of morality um, that are kind of dictated by Irish Paganism for them to understand and to connect with what is right and what is wrong. Um. so it's it's a very fascinating question. There's nothing wrong with kind of asking those kind of questions. In fact, you know me at this point, I I love a good question. I love any kind of question that is considered and creates kind of conversation, creates dialogue, because that's when people begin to share perspectives. And when we share perspectives, we begin to grow and change and expand our own knowledge. Even if we don't agree with a particular perspective, You know, sometimes being exposed to it allows us to kind of clarify our own view and our own standpoint on things. So a really good question, given in safe space, again, safe community space. I'm not saying anyone should go into dangerous communities to expose themselves to other people's perspectives. um, But... We work really, really hard to maintain and curate kind of safe online spaces for our students and our community or our TUA, which is the word that we use. Um, So this question around morality really kind of got me thinking. It really did kind of get me kind of going through and considering and kind of self-analyzing. And I think it's it's worth kind of having a bit of a chat about. So the the first thing really to consider is when we're talking about Irish paganism, we're talking about paganism and paganism. Paganism is a religion. Absolutely. Uh, But paganism, when you refer to some to pagan, you're not talking about one specific religious dogma or religious practice. You're talking about an umbrella term of multiple different kind of spiritual paths or religious practices that all share kind of fundamental themes. um, And that's how they can be considered like for like and, you know, under the umbrella term pagan. And what all of these kind of religious practices or spiritual paths have in common is um, a belief in polytheism a belief in uh, like multiple gods, Um, a belief in earth based spirituality, like, you know, connect that we are part of the biological organism that is the earth on which we live and that there is an energetic symbiotic connection that happens and exists between us and the planet and all of the ecology around us Um, a belief in introspection and meditation. The fact that, you know, we are more than just physical meat puppets, that there is something inside of us that we we do need to explore and to kind of consider. And then also a belief in um manifestations of energy, be it like magical practices or spiritual kind of workings in some way, shape, or form, that is the kind of fourth cornerstone or foundation stone that stone that you find in all of these spiritual paths, which makes them considered pagan. Um so when it comes to Irish paganism, Irish paganism is something that we are we're not reconstructing. That's one thing I want to be clear on. We're not like a reconstructionist school. We're not like, you know, saying, okay, we need to like forget about this or break this. Thing. Like, you know, what we are here at the Irish Pagan School is teaching people the information that we have. And then how myself and Laura and other native practitioners in our island have adopted that and how we use that to define our own path of paganism. So this means that there is. There's no fundamental tenant or baseline or kind of globally agreed code of conduct that happened or that exists within Irish paganism, because it is this syncretic, multifaceted kind of religious practices under the same themes of paganism. Now, I this is probably getting a little bit complex and I I don't want to go steering down into that rabbit hole of trying to define paganism. And um, we need to get back to the core query here which is this idea of morality. Where is the morality within Irish paganism? And so uh, I was a little bit confused by it initially, and I know other members of our community had responded and kind of tried to help the person through and kind of query back and forward. Um, But it, it, it was a really, really good discussion. It was a really kind of good and open kind of awareness to try and niche down and say, what is it that we're looking at here? What is it that? is is being meant by morality what is it that's being meant by you know behaviors and what is it that it is actually being looked for out of Irish spirituality because it allowed me to kind of go and consider that for myself like you know do I do I find those things within my own spiritual practice and where do I find those things within my own spiritual practice so um, the first thing really is that you know we have to be cautious of applying the tenants or the expectations of other religious practices around the world into paganism or into Irish paganism in, in our particular, I'm going to try and speak for Irish paganism now because that's our niche. <laughs> that, that's what we do here, not other people's paganism. Um, so I want to respect where the wheelhouse is. So essentially it becomes difficult when you have kind of the main five, the, the main five religions, the big, the big five, um, which is, Oh, gosh, let me get it right. I think I can remember three now. Um, There's Christianity, Buddhism, Hinduism and Islam. And no, I can't remember the fifth. Um, But these are the the main religions, the main religions that exist on our planet and the main kind of spiritual pathways and religious practices that define predominantly a lot of people on our our world. And a lot of those in many of those, there are tenets of behavior like, you know, there's again, I don't know a lot about the other one. So I will speak about my past from Christianity. We had those Ten Commandments, you know, that lad Moses kind of rocking off up onto Mount Sinai and and like having himself a conversation with a burning bush and then being like, listen, lads, we're off. We're off. We're off. We're off kilter here. Like we need to come back. We have to have some rules. We have to have some rules and structure to organize our society. Um, And so that's what these Ten Commandments were. This thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's pet cat, or whatever it actually was, um, honor thy mother and father. So all of that kind of structure um, became these kind of moral touch points. They defined what were understood to be morality from then on, or for people who follow that Christian faith. But that's not morality. (laughs) That is a set of agreed upon rules to define and create society. And so this is where things began to get very, very fascinating for me, because what we're looking at in that instance is where Moses, this prophet of a religion, brings in these tenets, these rules, which are then decided to define behavior, and that behavior is then deemed to be morality. But what the behavior, the intent of the behavior wasn't to create morality, it was to create society, in that you need to not be killing people if you don't if you, if you kill everybody, then there's no society. you need to not steal from people because if you steal from people, you undermine trust in those relationships and therefore you don't have society you know and all of those rules are about creating society, creating a collective a group, and that then somewhere along the line blurred into this idea of this is what is morally right and morally wrong in that you know well, you don't kill people because it's morally wrong. Okay, it's societally wrong, but is it morally wrong? If it's morally wrong, why is there still death sentences in places around the world? You know, why are people still put to death? If it's so fundamentally against what it is to be human, then why have we been bashing each other's brains out since we stood upright and used bones for tools? So, like, there is... We need to kind of begin to analyze exactly how and what we're talking about here when we're looking at this idea or this concept of morality, because that's where things can get very. Gray, very shaded and very dangerous, if we're being honest, because one person's opinion of morality or perspective of something, if it differs from another person's and they're so impassioned and so emotionally invested in their particular view, then straight away you've got an antagonistic circumstance with another individual. Now, uh, again, I'm not in favor of death penalty. I'm not in, I I think, you know, far too many of us die as a species already from illness, from age, from like stuff that we could be fucking fixing, deprivation, poverty, like famine, all of the if we got off our collective asses decided that we were more unified as a species than different as a species, there'd be a lot less of us fucking dying. Hot take, my opinion. You can feel I'm passionate about it. But when it comes to those conversations and those dialogues, if I'm very emotionally invested in that circumstance and i meet someone who is emotionally invested in its opposite or its antithesis then straight away we have antagonism we have like such a difference of opinion that we we may never be able to come to a middle ground but that's where this idea of common human decency common underlying moral behaviors is what's supposed to bridge the gap between those perspectives and allow us to at least respect each other as bipedal complex organisms on this planet um so when we look at irish paganism and try and seek morality we really need to be looking at like you know what do you mean by morality are you actually looking for tenants towards building society or are you looking for the lessons that came from community or society which then dictates behavior and so it Again, very fascinating discussion. So many different perspectives were given, and what I'm giving here is is my perspective on this. And I think there is no basic tenets of you know. Here's the moral top ten top the pops top hits you know commandments of the Dagda. Like I, who knows? Maybe maybe he'll tell me one day. Maybe like the Dagda will like voice out from the cauldron, and he'll like John. Here's the the. The commandments of the dag, the go tell everyone about it. Until I hear something like that from him, I I won't be saying anything like that at all. Actually, no, if I do ever hear something like that from him, I will check myself. I will investigate it. I will research properly. I'll go back to him and ask him about it before I tell anyone about it at all. Um, Because it's about, you know, understanding the relationships that we have between us and our gods and then that we have between us and each other. That is what really comes is the baseline here when we're talking about Irish paganism. We're talking about this core concept of right relationship. And I don't mean right as in right and wrong. I mean right as in correct, as in balanced, as in equal, as in, you know, supportive, as in righteous in some ways. And this is where we get the further loop. Like, you know, if morality is supposed to define what is right and what is wrong. Then things can become very stilted when there are cases or instances where it doesn't really fit that particular book, and you end up getting people bound by, well, this is what that specifically says in all of its detail. And so if it's not X degrees, then it's not right. You know, if you didn't show you're working for the maths, it's not right, you know, but that doesn't mean it's wrong. So,
0: Hello, this is Laura Ryan, and I want to make sure that you get access to our free gift for you, which is the Roots and Reverence Ancestral Connection Toolkit. So this is a five day guided exploration, which will be delivered to you free Over email series and it's as enlightening as it is grounding. It's designed for anyone who feels a kinship with Irish paganism, whether you carry Ireland in your blood, your heart or the soul memories of lifetime past. There is no cost, only the promise of authentic connection to Ireland, as ever from us. So go to irishpagan.school forward slash Roots, that's R-O-O-T-S, to get your Ancestral Connection Toolkit. And again, it's all free, delivered free over five days. There's resources, there's exercises, there's connections, all sorts of cool stuff. So I hope you enjoy that. It is our free gift to you for being a valued podcast member. So back to the episode.
1: You can tell already that this kind of conversation sent me into a a very fascinating brain spiral. I was all up and around considering it from many different angles. Um, But what it really comes back to is. What do what is morality? What is the function of morality? And if we take those other examples out there, then it's it's these kind of agreed upon the societally agreed upon baselines that create community that can create connection, that create kind of relationships and that allow for us as a species to exist. Humans are not the fastest like creatures on the planet. We're not the most sturdy creatures on the planet. We're not the most resilient creatures on the planet. The thing that we have going for us and it actually questionably, we're not the most intelligent people, creatures on the planet. Um, What we have going for us And what has always helped us and defined us and how we evolved down to where we are now is we're a collective. We're a community. We're a tribal species. No human would exist on its own. We exist as part of a collective. We exist as part of community. And so when we have more than two people together, you know, the communication broadens and it has to kind of change to fit the collective as opposed to the individual. And that's where things Need to kind of niche down to core values. If I'm sitting in a a room with you, just one on one, and we're having a conversation, we can deep dive into the esoteric. We can go all the way up into the high end physics, metaphysics. We can talk about quantum dynamics. We can talk about neurotree. We can go all down into what we can go deep into whatever conversation we're what we're having, because the only requirement for understanding is you and me. But if we add in a third person to the conversation then whatever is being said by any one individual needs to be understood by two people, not just by one person. And so you have this exponentially expanding complexity and drive towards simplicity. Depending on the number of people involved in the conversation. If you consider it like, you know, you you go out for a coffee with one person, you are invariably get into like good, deep conversations. Someone else comes in and arrives. Oh, yeah, I'll sit with you for a coffee. Straight away, the energy changes. The conversation changes. You have to take a moment like, oh, as I was explaining earlier, to bring them in, to bring them up to speed, to bring them to that position. But then as you add more and more people in, suddenly you have to lower the the level of language almost. And the the, the main themes, you have to kind of squish it down to like a core theme or a core like topic or a core kind of value so that there could be collective understanding and that's what we get to that's what we mean when we get to these points of societally based behavioral triggers and communication understanding circumstances so i feel like i'm losing the run of myself and i'm probably talking around this a little bit much but when it comes to irish paganism there is no predefined moral code. It just doesn't happen. What you will find is, though, as you build your relationship with your deities, with yourself, and with other members of your community, the right and wrong behaviors will become readily apparent. You know, so when any community or collective, if it is damaging or harmful to the community or the collective, then it's wrong. So. Again, this right and wrong, once you begin getting down into absolutes, like right and wrong, things get very, very complex and very kind of restricted because there's always room for grade. There's always room for nuance. And there's Well, actually, sorry, unless there's harm. I'm going to take our communities as an example. This is probably the best analogy I can build it to. All of the Irish pagan school groups, any kind of social media space hosted by us is a closed group. We don't have any open groups. We have a closed group. Every time you want to enter into any of our social media spaces, you need to answer a number of queries and like questions to access the group. And then you also need to agree to a number of rules, rules of conduct and behavior within the group. So those then allow us to define what we we believe and what we expect as right or appropriate behaviors within the group. Now, is that there for my benefit? Is it there for Laura's benefit? No. It's there for the community benefit. It's there defined to make the community a safe space where people can come in and they can feel confident in you know being around other people who are following a pagan path or following a specific Irish pagan path, where they can express their circumstances or their, their stories or their experiences with their spirituality or their deities and not find ridicule where they will find, they might find question, they might find very honest question or like, you know, well, where is that coming from? What are your sources on that? Have you considered these resources over here? Because our community is very engaged and will want to help each other out and, you know, call each other out. If I'm acting like an asshat in my community, I would hope that my community would kind of call me out and, well, hold on the reins there, John, you're going a little bit too far, Um, which has happened. And again, that's, that's the benefit of a collective. No one person is the be-all and end-all of everything. It is a gathering and a community of individuals that then define what is best for the community and the individuals within said community. And so I think that is that more than anything really is what leads to this idea of right or correct behaviours within a collective. And that is really the way to find your behavioural guidance or your behavioural instructions within Irish paganism. Not as some separate, you know, here's the top of the pops of moral behaviors as defined by Irish paganism. I could do that for you if you wanted to. In fact, if you would like that. Actually, no, I'm probably being a little bit facetious. Um, Although now my brain is saying like, you know, actually, what are the the kind of if if the dagger was to do Ten Commandments, what would those Ten Commandments be? Um, I may actually write a blog post about that. I may have to actually just put that down on my on my brain list. Write a blog post of if the dagger did Ten Commandments, they'd be great. <laughs> Meme pose of like anyway. Um I'm really losing the track of myself, and I think I've I've either made my point or completely lost my point at this point. Um but really what it comes down to is this it's good to have the questions, but there is no fundamental here, are the the moral guidelines. Like if you wanted to, you could look at the Brehan Law Tracks, which actually defined the legal circumstances, but then the Brehan Laws was the legal circumstances of this ancient structured caste society in Ireland, um, which, you know, was very beneficial in many ways, but also very restricted in many other ways. So I think what it has to come down to is a process of self exploration in order to get to self actualization. And then understanding and growing within those processes of your relationship with your deities and, again, your relationship with your communities. Because that is how you will actually find out what is and what should be the right and wrong behaviours or not even right and wrong, not even good or bad, appropriate and inappropriate behaviours, maybe. So hopefully that will answer or give some kind of some extra grist to the mill for this conversation. It's absolutely fascinating. I really, really love that our community is a space where we, we do go into those kind of talks. We do kind of find those lovely kind of, well, what if we consider this or, you know, how do I approach this in, in my spirituality and in my personal practice? Um, because it really is a gift. It absolutely is a gift to be able to pre- be presented with an opportunity to see the world through someone else's perspective you know to to see how they're viewing their path and their their growth and their exploration of their spirituality and i think that is magical and absolutely wonderful and so i i am i'm honored that our community spaces are spaces where that can actually happen so i think i'll have to wrap it off there and maybe go take a wander around maybe go have a conversation with the god the deity over there about you know Agda's Ten Commandments (laughs) even if they're just for me maybe I could do that and like you know stick it on my wall to remind myself in the morning Um, you know how do I live my best Agda life so I'll leave it there for then and I will say thank you very very much for being with me for this video again look after yourself take care of yourself remember there's only one of you out there and you got to be the best version of you that you can be so from all of us here at the Irish Pagan School slán and goodbye
0: if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a positive review in your podcast listener. Then head over to irishpaganschool dot com and enroll in one of our free or paid courses. Slangaful and we will see you next time.